This episode is part of Padded Cell Podcast's 10-day event celebrating the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia and Mental Health Awareness Month across Africa. Hello everyone and welcome to this Idle Heart edition for Padded Cell Podcast. I am your host today, Brady Fortain from Botswana, and I am joined by my female second, um, who will introduce herself in a minute. Today we are talking about queer mental health. We know we are commemorating the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, Transphobia, Queerphobia, and so Today is really about unpacking mental health, promoting positive mental health, and who not to have this conversation with, but my Dumela Zekai. Hello, everyone. Like Bradley has kindly said, I am my Dumela. And the reason why he says that I'm the perfect person to be talking to is I am a mental health and social support counselor for lesbians, gays, and bisexuals of Botswana, a.k.a. Legabivo. And I am a graduate of the Bachelor of Psychology program. So yes, I am all about mental health in everything mental health-wise. Yes, you are like our mental yeah, health guru. Me. We have important people, <laughs> you know, and just, you know, going through your profile, Mike Dumelo. First of all, thank you so much for all the support that you have been giving the LGBTIQ community and our families and our friends and continuing to do so. It is my pleasure. So this year, the Ida Hobbit theme is breaking the silence, right? And for so long, LGBTIQ individuals have suffered in silence, especially with our mental health. But a lot of times we don't know uh, or are not aware of how to sort of navigate our mindset to be positive, right? And you are all for that. Yep. I'm definitely, uh, I think most of the times when people think mental health, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh my God, depression, anxiety, and everything else. But I think people need to realize that mental health is much more than the shadow side or the negative side or the side where people have disorders. It's about the self and it's something that we need to be encompassing into the queer community, especially if we're going to be looking at Ida Hobbit, the day against, let me just say queer phobia in general, because mm. the whole acronyms are quite long. But <laughs> mental health keys in so well in trying to break the silence in the sense that it's really about an individual before it goes out to the community, you know? So I think seeing that it is also the month of mental health awareness, this would be the perfect time to talk about our queer mental health without looking at the depression side, without looking at the anxiety side, but looking at it in terms of you knowing yourself, you being aware mm. of yourself, and you just building your mental muscle. Mm. I love that. I, it always gets to me when you say building mental muscle, right? So how do we do it? How do I, Bradley, gay person, here in Mopane, in lockdown, in the middle of Idaho? Because we know mental health is so broad, it's so big, and I think a lot of times 
people just mistake it for one thing. Whereas mental health is influenced by so many things around us. It, it itself influences a lot of things around us, our body, how we behave, how we interact. But where do we start? How do we promote positive mental health? I think, like you say, mental health is part of our everything. But before you can start trying to solve a lot of things, I think the basis of where it starts is self-awareness. Now, self-awareness is your ability or your capacity to stand apart from yourself and honestly just examine yourself. Examine your thinking, your motives, your history. What's your script, your actions, your habits and tendencies? That's what Stephen Covey says. And I think this is important. And the reason why it's important is that it gives you the word you so like, mental muscle. And your mental muscle is your capacity or ability to take strain, mental strain, Hmm. emotional strain, and not only take it, but effectively deal with it. Hmm. So effectively dealing with it, which is what you're asking, is you being able to learn and unlearn thinking habits. It's you being able to grow. It's you being able to evolve. It's you being able to adapt and expand. But how, which is what you're asking, is through you coming into a space of knowing yourself, Mm. of awareness, Mm. knowing what are my triggers? Why does this specific trigger me? How do I respond to triggers? What are my coping mechanisms? Once everything is out in the open, you are able to now come to a stage of butterflying into a healthier version of you. Mm. I Mm. always say to clients and everyone else that you can never solve something that you do not know. You can't want to fix yourself Mm. when you don't even know what is wrong. You are never meant to fix. You are meant to evolve. Butterfly out into a better version of yourself. Yeah. But you can't butterfly if you don't even know that you're supposed to butterfly. So it's basically about self-introspection and understanding of where am I going? What are my boundaries of interaction? And also know how much emotional strain you can take. Sometimes we can avoid mm-hmm. so much e- emotional strain by knowing that, you know what, this is something that I cannot take. At this point in time, I am not ready for a relationship because have this and this and this already so i was saying basically it's just a self-understanding and being able to define yourself without your career Mm. people ask me who are you and i say i'm a mental health and social support counselor that's not who i am that's what i do Mm. if they say who are you and you say oh i'm a lesbian Mm. that's not who you are that's your orientation who are you apart from external factors that's the beginning of everything basically yeah i think a lot of times where we often get stuck right and this also plays a role on our mental health is limiting ourselves to our sexual orientation our gender identity and because of Mm -hmm. that social factors double religion the laws everything that is pushing for our exclusion that is promoting stigma and discrimination towards queer beings is because we are limiting ourselves to our sexual orientation, Mm -hmm. our gender identity. But I think we're so much more, right? Definitely. I think we are. I think it comes to us understanding that the underlying issues under 
any form of homophobia, biphobia, or transphobia are exclusion, rejection, and invalidation. This is where mental health kicks in the queer phobia. You know how to respond. You need to have a sense of resilience. So the main underlying issues for any kind of queer phobia that most people face are invalidation, exclusion, and rejection. And they manifest in different ways, but all of the manifestations are basically under these three in that um, say you are a queer person and at home, you are constantly being invalidated by your family. They're telling you, you can't be bi, you're confused. You, what, what, what's wrong with you? When you get to the workplace, you are excluded from certain activities because you identify as being queer and you are rejected also by people that you work with, people that are in the community outside. All of this are just forms of invalidation, exclusion, rejection. Maybe sometimes you would find yourself in a situation of physical abuse where somebody feels like they want to, in their own very disgusting words, beat the gay out of you. It needs you at that time, it calls for you at that time to have a sense of self-awareness. And how self-awareness kicks in is that it helps you to be better, to be in a point to better respond. And that's where resilience comes in. Resilience is your ability to bounce back, your ability to pick yourself up again, right? Mm -hmm. And if you have a strong sense of self-awareness, it's easier for you to be resilient. I'm not saying that you will not feel the pangs or the pains of uh, biphobia, uh, transphobia or homophobia, but you will have the ability to properly respond. It will not shake and break you the way that it would shake and break somebody who does not have a sense of self-awareness. You know, I'm, I'm really connecting and, and loving this conversation, especially where you are talking about butterflying into a healthier, better version of you. And just sitting here and reflecting two minutes reminded me of my own uh, journey of how I limited and often identified my identity to just being gay and not seeing more, more to to Bradley, you know, that there's uh, a lot of potential, a a lot of opportunities to grow, to expand and to learn new positive ways and... Yeah, so I think, and yeah, so that often was an impediment to to me personally also. And had I known also, Hure, what triggers me, I would have been in a position to, at a very, a very early stage, uh, find ways to avoid it or find ways to soar, to rise above all, all these triggers, right? And Glenda, a, a lot of us are triggered very easily if I'm limiting myself to my sexual orientation, to being gay, and someone comes, makes fun of me being gay, bullies me, um, beats me up, tries to to pray the gay away. That puts like a big dent to to me and has an impact on my mental well-being, my physical well-being also, because I would jump to 
of finding the nearest way, the quickest, fastest way of, of coping, you know, which is alcohol, drugs, sex. And this also has an, a very negative impact to, to our physical being, to our mental being. Um, so I think, yeah, and like learning, like unlearning old habits, learning new habits that help us to, like you say, butterfly into a better, beautiful, healthy version of ourselves. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the beauty of self-awareness. You come into a space of understanding you and, and self-awareness. The point of it all is to equip you so that you're better, you're better equipped to respond rather, you know, um, I always say to people that there's always like three underlying issues uh, of queer phobia being invalidation, exclusion, and rejection, and they manifest in different ways. Is it from you being bullied? Is it you being physically uh, abused? Is it correctional rape? Is it you being treated some kind of way at the office? All of these kind of are umbrellas under invalidation, exclusion, and rejection. So self-awareness puts you in an area where you're able to respond better. It, it, it sharpens your ability to be resilient. And resilience is your ability to bounce back, your ability to rise up from so much. I'm not saying that you will become the uh, Superman or invincible man, but I am saying that it you will be in a better position because you understand what are your evaluations of yourself? This person is calling me this and that, and they constantly say, I am this, I am that. And if you know who you are, it's hard for you to take what somebody else is saying and make it what you identify as. But because you have evaluated yourself and you know who yourself, who you are within yourself, your standard of who you are is not going to be upon what others say. So when others say something that is hurtful towards you, it will hurt less because you already know who you are. You already know what your vision is and how you see yourself and, and you have control and discipline over yourself and your reaction because basically you are aware of who you are you have a sense of direction of where your life is going because what you're saying is uh, a lot of one know who you are work on yourself so that aspect of personal development in addition to that because i'm sitting here thinking also it is good to work on yourself on your identity and seeing that we are more than just lgbtq individuals so working towards building that strong mental muscle um yeah and i'm thinking about as counselors as human rights activists people calling for inclusion of lgbtq individuals especially in in africa also and in botswana because there are outside factors that we work with and i'm thinking mm. for uh, structures that are out there government structures ngo structures that need to be reprogrammed restructured in such a way that mental health services are lgbtiq affirming they are inclusive of LGBTIQ individuals, they are able to help us, assist us, right? And we don't only need to go to Maithimelo, to Lakaribo, to this in individual, but I think government also, uh, decision makers out there, need to advocate strongly for inclusion of, of LGBTIQ in their various um, societies, communities, healthcare sectors, service providers. Yeah. Definitely. I think it needs to start from the grassroots. 
in most of the universities, let me speak about the situation here in Botswana. I don't know if uh, what's going on in other countries, but in institutes where they are training people for being counselors, you would find that they do not even have that basic training of training for, for special populations like queer people. I think they, they train for special populations like people living with disabilities, like they, I, I, I was surprised to find out there was something called Christian counseling also. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, people get a training in that. But I, I, it, it, it just stuns me to find that in some institutes, they do not give the provision to train people that are going to be interacting with other people on how to be able to um, meet the needs of the queer population. Fortunately for me in the University of Botswana, where I studied, we got that background and I think it's important that the legislature of the country make it mandatory that for every institute that is training counselors, that is training psychologists, that is mm-hmm. training anybody that is in the uh, psychosocial field, social work, anyone involved in that kind of psychosocial support should have basic training on how to deal with the queer population. Right. I think it also goes to say, okay, well, fine. Now that we've trained the ones that are in school, what are the ones that are already in practice? Mm. I think it should also go to them to give them training as well. It's never too late to learn. You can never stop mm. learning. It mm. doesn't matter if you've been in the field for 10 to 15 years, we could still bring people to train psychosocial support staff members from different fields, from different backgrounds, from different Mm. organizations on how to deal with the queer community. I think, like you said, that is one of the most important things to bring inclusion in terms of the service providers. Because this is just one of very few ways that um, we we can and are breaking the silence, right? Definitely. So for... The LGBTIQ individual who is sitting at home during lockdown, where can we access help? Where can we access um, assistance for um, in terms of dealing with mental health issues during lockdown, post-lockdown? Okay, I will speak to LGBTI persons that are um, in Botswana. Um, there are many platforms in which you can reach out. Um, there are queer-friendly organizations, and um, Habibo being one of them, the, the psychosocial services are available during lockdown, post-lockdown, and they've been available. You can just drop an inbox in um, their face, in the Facebook page, on a, a DM, an Insta, Twitter, um, all those platforms and then they will be able to link you to a counselor and you can talk to them. For those that are not in Botswana, I believe that wherever you are, there is a queer friendly organization that you could reach out to and they would be able to assist you. Um, I think we might have reached our time, but um, however, um, do you have any last words you, you would like to say? Yes, um, I would like to say, um, somebody might be wondering, I've been talking a lot about the self and self this and self that and and I just want to maybe relate this to uh, the theme of, 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 of the Ida Hobbit of this year, which is breaking the silence. Um, one of the 
theorists in, in psychology suggests that everything starts with your thoughts mm. and the, your interpretation of thoughts also gives you a certain, your interpretation gives basis for the emotion and the behavior that will follow. Mm. Mm. So I want whoever is at home to just think about themselves. How do you evaluate yourself? Before the world evaluates you, how do you evaluate yourself? Mm. How do you see life? How do you feel you do not have control over what happens to you? Or do you feel that you are in control? The minute you see yourself in a positive light, you are able to interpret situations around you better. And consequently, your behavior will respond or your emotions and your behaviors will respond to how you think. So I just want to say to everyone out there that let us think about what we think about, if that Mm. makes sense. And let us try and build ourselves and come into a time and space where we understand that we are stronger than we know. Resilience is in everybody. We just have to press in that button. Hey, hey. definitely. Thank you so much, my dear. I think, you know, it's also good to just remind ourselves that we need to be kind to to ourselves. Let's not put so much pressure. Um, Let's not beat ourselves up, Um, you know, because being LGBTIQ is a beautiful thing. You use... the expression earlier about being a butterfly and flying around and that's you know life is so much more than depression anxiety and all and we're not de- uh, diminishing um, our real life experiences but what we're saying is Definitely. that you know there is a positive side to when when we talk about mental health especially within yeah. the lgbtiq community and Definitely. we need to focus a lot on getting to that positive mindset right um mm. yeah so. and because that in itself is also breaking the silence mm. you embracing Definitely. your yourself your your queer whole not just the queer aspect but the whole of you is you breaking the silence is you saying well people say because i am queer i am good for nothing i do nothing mm. and all i do is go to parties and what what but i know myself i have a vision i have a goal and i'm living my life my best way that yeah. is breaking the silence for me definitely definitely uh, we could go on talking the whole day <laughs> but thank you so much uh my Kimelo. and thank you anthony and Petitsal podcast for having us and being a part of the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, Transphobia, Queerphobia 2020. And this is how we in Botswana are breaking the silence. Thank you, Mikey. Thank you. To find out more about what you have heard today, go to paddedcellpodcast.life. Follow the podcast on Twitter at paddedcell underscore P-O-D, Instagram at paddedcell.pod, and follow the Facebook page Padded Cell Podcast. 
join us again tomorrow as we break the silence on sexual orientation, gender identity and expression, and talk about mental health.